Listening to the SDSU Football Podcast, presented by the East Village Times, with your hosts Andre Hagverdian and Paul Garrison. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the SDSU Football Podcast. Thank you for joining us. My name is Andre Hagverdian, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Paul Garrison. On today's episode. We have two more interviews with incoming San Diego State Aztecs for the 2023 season. Two more guys to get to know before they come onto campus in January and uh, make an impact on San Diego State for the, the years that they will be here. We really enjoyed talking and chatting with both of these young gentlemen, and I think you guys will enjoy it. So let's get right to it. Our first guest is Cody Moon, who played the last three years at New Mexico before transferring to San Diego State late last month to play at San Diego State in 2023 and 2024. Moon is an outside linebacker who finished fourth in the Mountain West in tackles in 2022, earning him honorable mention in the conference postseason awards. He also added nine and a half tackles for loss and four and a half sacks, which also led the Lobos. His addition to the Aztecs will help fill the void left by three seniors who played the majority of snaps at linebacker in 2022. We want to welcome Cody Moon, one of the newest San Diego State Aztecs to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? We're doing great. Appreciate you taking the time. You entered the transfer portal from New Mexico uh, on December 19th, December 20th. You committed to San Diego State about a week ago, December 29th. How does it feel to become a San Diego State Aztec? Uh, it feels great. It feels great to be in, going into a uh, winning culture, uh, same same defensive scheme that I came from. I feel like I can transition very well into this program. Take us through your process on you know, deciding to transfer, entering the portal, how SDSU fit into that, what other schools were you considering, and ultimately why you committed here. Yeah, I was just looking. Um, I felt like I needed to find a program that could develop me a little bit further in order to reach the goals that I want to reach, which is playing at the next level. Um, so I felt like going to another school would be best for that. Um, so that's the reason I decided to hit the transfer portal. And um, San Diego State had offered me right off the bat once I hit the portal. I talked to a few other schools, Louisiana Tech, Coastal Carolina, a few FCS schools, but those were really the the bigger schools I talked to. I wasn't really uh, looking to go anywhere else other than San Diego State once I got the offers. I wanted to keep my options open, but I knew I had to make a decision fast when I hit the portal because I knew I wanted to be at my next school by the spring semester so I could participate in spring ball and all that. So I didn't want to wait too long, so I just decided to make my decision right away. Yes, your time in New Mexico, you were coached by Rocky Long who you know, everyone knows was the former head coach, um, both at New Mexico and at SDSU. Coach Long left for Syracuse a few days before your decision. Uh, did that play any role in um, your decision to hit the transfer portal? It played a little bit of a role, not a huge role. Um, coach Long was a, he was a great idol to me. He taught me so much about the game that uh, I, never, I probably would have never learned if he was never in my, uh, in my life coaching me at UNM. 
Um, so I was was very grateful for everything I learned from him, and he played a little bit of role in me transferring. But I I know UNM uh, is going to do great still, so I I'm not worried about that. But I just feel like I need to develop a little bit more as a player. Perfect, man. And Coach Long obviously is is a legend in San Diego. Uh, talk of getting him a statue and all that kind of stuff, man. Here, tell us what what did you specifically learn uh, from from Coach Long that 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 developed you as a player? So all my life, I have always been taught to always play as fast as you can and to always hustle around. But something Coach Long uh, always preached at practice and in film was to run to the ball and even. Even if I had no shot of making the play, um, if Coach Long saw me not running to the ball, then it was a problem. And so I feel like having that mentality put me in the position to make a lot more plays. Um, even if I didn't think I was going to make the play, uh, running to the ball, can the, the running back can cut back and you'll make a play. Maybe the ball gets tipped up and you get an interception. There's a bunch of different things that could happen, and Coach Long taught me that. He also taught me that it's important to know what every player on the field knows. Uh, to know what every player on the field does. Um, once I learned the whole scheme and not just what my assignment is every play, I felt like I was able to play a whole lot faster. For example, if you know the safety's coming off the edge, you know you can play inside arm free, and that's just not because you know that's what you're supposed to do, but you know you have help outside, so you can play a little bit different, and you just know where everybody else is supposed to be so you can play at a higher level. So those are some of the big things that, out of all the things he taught me, but those are two of the ones that kind of stuck right away to me. Great answer. Yeah, I mean, just t- talking to Coach Maddox, we've heard – you're going to be hearing a lot of that similar stuff, I'm sure, uh, when you come to San Diego State. So you started your career at New Mexico as a walk-on. Uh, what did you learn from being a non-scholarship athlete that kind of propelled, helped you and propelled you to becoming a scholarship athlete? I learned you just got to work hard. I felt like – that's kind of been my mentality my whole life. I've never really been credited for what I earned, I feel like, all through my high school career. And so I've always kind of just been the type of guy to work with my head down. And when the credit comes, it comes. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And so I would, I made the decision when I – because I wasn't originally going to come to UNM. I wasn't going to play college football at all. But mm-hmm. when I made the decision to play college football, um, I told myself that I would give myself one year to earn a scholarship because I knew I couldn't afford school for all four years. And so I just made that goal in the back of my mind and I made it happen. And so you just got to work at it every day and you got to outwork your competition every day. That's awesome. You know, coming from New Mexico, uh, playing in the Mountain West, you know, a lot of Aztec fans are familiar with you because you played against San Diego State. You know, you in two years, you had 21 tackles against San Diego State. You had 13 this year. You were all over the field. A lot of Aztec fans remember that about you. For people who may not have seen you play, how would you describe your game? I feel like it's a, it's a game of speed and finesse. It's not always a game of overpowering. A lot of people know that I, I play linebacker at a D1 level, uh, right around 200 pounds, and that's very light for a lot of D1 linebackers. I can I can go out there and I can hit and I feel like I'm pretty strong for my weight, but obviously I'm going against 300 plus pound low linemen, and so overpowering these guys isn't always what I'm going to be able to do. So I feel like I have to play with a little bit more finesse and speed, and just you use my speed to get around and make plays. You were fourth in the Mountain West with 104 tackles, um, 
honorable mention all conference. You became the first Lobo since 2011 to lead the team in tackles, tackles for a loss, and sacks. You know, you were crediting earlier with just being able to understand the defense. You had said that in a previous interview as well. Uh, now that you've had an entire season to kind of reflect, was was it really just getting comfortable being able to play faster because you understood everything, or are there other factors um, that played into the huge jump that had in your season? I don't know if there was any other huge factors. I just went to practice every day, and I did everything that I was asked to do, and I felt like I did it as hard as I could. Obviously, um, I had the the days off I took mentally that I got to improve on every day like every athlete has. They know that they have, but I would just go every day and work at everything as hard as I could, and that improvement came. Um, but I kind of felt like I hit my peak at UNM, and that's what led to the transfer portal. Um, I didn't want to have another year equal to last year. I want to keep going up because, like I said, my goal is to play at the next level. So I don't want to stay where I was at next last year. I want to keep going up. So uh, that's what led to my decision also. The mentality that you just described about playing as hard as you possibly can, how do you find that that impacts the, your teammates? I feel like my teammates can respond to that um, in, in a positive way. If I go out there and I'm creating positive energy just by going out there and hitting people, like it's a violent game, you want to go out there and hit people as hard as you can. And I like to say that I always try to go out there every play and dive headfirst into the funk and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> and uh, Put that on a t-shirt, headfirst into the <laughs> funk. I like it. And so hopefully my teammates realize that and they're able to just feed off of my energy on the playing field. No doubt. You have a, um, a unique experience, you know, being in another Mountain West school. And sometimes I think we can be a little bit too close to it and you kind of don't get the full picture. But what is San Diego State's reputation from um, other Mountain West schools or fans or outside of, of, of San Diego? I've always had um, somewhat of a certain type of respect for San Diego State just because I have former coaches that come from that school. So I know, I know what they were taught and I know how they play and I know the demeanor they have out on the field. I know that they are going out there and they want to be the the aggressor on the football field and they want to just show their dominance just like I want to show my dominance on the football field. And so um, I, I have a respect for them knowing that that's what they were taught. I've always said that if I had to play at any other school, I would want to play at San Diego State just because of that reason and because of the uh, similar scheme. You mentioned earlier that you wanted to commit soon so that you'd be able to semester in January, be part of winter conditioning and spring camp. You know, San Diego State's in a position, you play linebacker, you know, they're losing three of their top four linebackers um, this season through graduation. So there's some starting spots up for grabs. As you're heading into spring camp, what are you focused on uh, so you can hit the ground running uh, next season? I'm focused on gaining weight, like always. That's been my uh, one of my main focuses since college. Uh, really, my whole life playing football, I've always needed to gain weight. Um, so I'm going to try to at least play next season around 215, 220. So uh, in my eyes, that means I need to get about 225, 230 before season because I always lose a couple of pounds during season. Other than that, I feel like I need to work on my technique a little bit better i need to learn how to rush the passer i need pass rushing moves that was something i felt like i 
lacked at UNM, and that was another reason to leave. Um, so I feel like if I can get those things uh, under control, I'll be pretty good off. Coach Hall, uh, the strength and conditioning coach, definitely. We've heard great stories from players about his what he puts them through early morning stuff. So I'm sure uh, he will get you to where you need to be by the time the season starts, for sure. Yeah. I noted, I looked at some of your uh, snap counts and snap alignments on Pro Football Focus. It looked like you predominantly played on the right side and didn't move side to side. You know, San Diego State plays a lot of Sam and Will roles where they're moving based on the formation and the alignment there. Uh, is that accurate? Is that how New Mexico played, where you had a left outside linebacker and a right? And then have you had a discussion with Coach Maddox in terms of where you'll fit into the San Diego State scheme? Uh, yeah, so before I earned my starting spot at UNM, I was rotating in at left and right linebacker. So I do I do have experience playing on both sides. When I did start uh, get my starting spot, I was starting on the right side. So that's kind of where I got comfortable at. But early in the season this year and all last season, I was playing both left and right side. So that I don't think that'll be a problem for me to switch over like that. I talked with Coach Maddox a little bit, and we did talk about the Sam and the Will and how they switch over. And I mean, I'm comfortable playing both. I do feel like when I made the switch to linebacker from D-line, I like the linebacker a lot more because I'm able to use my speed and I'm not just lined up on the line of scrimmage every play. So having the Sam and the Will, if I do play strictly Sam, I feel like will limit um, a little bit of what I feel like I've been able to show off in college. But we did talk, me and Coach Maddox, and he said that he's willing to just do whatever the the three linebackers are are most comfortable with. The linebackers that are going to play is how he wants them to be the most comfortable. So whatever we can work out is what what, what we'll do, I think. Awesome. No, I, I have tried for so many different people to figure out the COVID year eligibility and how any of that kind of stuff works. You had a red shirt in 2020. Could you just kind of let us know how many years of eligibility do you have? Uh, yeah, so I'm not 100% sure on that either. Um, <laughs> okay, that feels feel so bad. No, yeah. I don't feel so bad, so yeah. My understanding is that 2020 did not count. It was a COVID year that didn't count towards eligibility. And since I did redshirt that year, I feel like I technically have another redshirt year I could use because that year didn't count. But in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter because in 2021 I played. So that would have been the year I would have redshirted, but I didn't want to redshirt, obviously, because I played that whole year. So I think I only have two more years of eligibility from my understanding. Okay. All right. Now, there's also been um, a lot of buzz recently about conference realignment. Um, have Have you been paying attention to that? And what are your general thoughts on the subject related to San Diego State? Yeah, I don't, I don't know too much about it. I've heard that there's been talk about them going to the Pac-12. Um, I do know that there's supposed to be some teams leaving the Pac-12 and that there's going to be changes in all the conferences. And I don't know the time frame of when it is going to happen, but I think it'll happen within my eligible years at San Diego State. Um, last set of questions, you know, as a way to get Aztec fans to get to know incoming players a little bit better, we have some non-football related, you know, fun questions for you. Ready for those? Oh, uh, yeah. What's your favorite food? Steak. How do you like your steak prepared? 
Medium rare. Okay. Another question. Is New Mexico Mexican food actually Mexican food? So I think there's a difference between Mexican There you go. Food. You're gonna fit in great. You're you're you won. You won. <laughs> <laughs> what about favorite movie or TV show? Ooh, uh favorite movie would have to be Menace to Society. Oh nice. We haven't heard we haven't heard that one, but that was an excellent. No, movie. we haven't, man. But you know it's it's amazing all the old souls, man. It's great. <laughs> That's fantastic. What about favorite musical artist or group? Uh, favorite music artist, I would have to say, right now would be probably FCG Heem or Kevin Gates. What about favorite professional athlete? He could be current or former. I've always liked uh, Ray Lewis and Demarius Thomas. What is it about their games that that, that you like? Um, I've always liked. Just so everybody knows the way Ray Lewis played and the mentality he had. So I've always loved that. I've always looked up to him ever since I became a linebacker. I've always wanted to to be able to play the game the way he plays. Uh, Demarius, I used to be a wide receiver and I wore number 88 my whole life. And wow. so Demarius Thomas was the reason I wore uh, 88. I mean, so, I mean, take me through that. I mean, that, what all the different positions you played and I mean, when did you finally stick a linebacker? Sounds recent. Oh uh, yeah, so I've I've played everywhere. Um, I didn't start playing linebacker until I got to college. I got recruited as a defensive end. I played D end for about the second half of my junior year and my senior year of high school. Um, before that, I played corner and safety, and then before that, I played wide receiver. Do you still have wide receiver hands? Um, I like to think so. I'm not too sure if my coach is so, I like to think so. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> what uh, favorite hobby outside of when you're not playing or working and practicing football? What do, you, what do you like to do? I like to go snowboarding sometimes. Uh, I really just like to hang out, watch TV, watch movies, play the video games sometimes. And then the last one, um, what majoring at San Diego State? I saw your New Mexico bio said you're civil engineering. Is that still uh, what um, you're studying? No, that's that's pretty old. I had switched my major to a minor in entrepreneur and a major in liberal arts. Uh, okay. We're still in the transfer process right now, so I don't ex know exactly uh, what tra credits will transfer over and like where I'll be able to fit those into a degree at San Diego State. But I'll figure that out here soon. Got it. And then you'll you'll be moving to San Diego shortly, or have you already moved? Uh, I'll be moving there next week. Enjoy the move. Hopefully, everything goes smoothly. And uh, want to welcome you to San Diego State, and we look forward to seeing you out there on practice and in the games in the fall. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Have a good night. You too. Thank right. you. Our second guest is Jelani McLaughlin, an incoming true freshman safety that signed as part of the class of 2023 early signing day on December 21st for San Diego State. McLaughlin is from Redlands, California, and played at Citrus Valley High School, where he earned co-defensive player of the year and all league honors in his final senior season. McLaughlin is a fast and explosive safety who will fit right in with the rest of the young and incoming talented safeties that will be on the San Diego State roster in 2023.
We want to welcome Jelani McLaughlin to the SDSE Football Podcast. How are you doing tonight, man? I appreciate you guys uh, for having me on here. I'm doing pretty good. Awesome, man. Awesome. Great to hear. So early signing day came in, in on December 21st. You signed uh, as an Aztec. So how does it feel to become a San Diego State Aztec? Um, honestly, just through this whole entire process, like it's it's a huge relief to you know to finally be able to sign somewhere somewhere that's like I can truly feel like that's my home. All the coaches, the, I paint, hung out with the players, everything, just being around the campus, being in San Diego, is just just amazing to me. So being able to sign there. It's like just that little boy's dream that, you know, playing Division One is finally coming true. Yeah, you know, we've heard a lot. Some, we've talked to some other commits, and they talk about the excitement, but also the relief of it being over. You know, take us through your recruiting process, how San Diego State fit into that, what other schools you considered, and ultimately why San Diego State was a choice. So my recruiting process was, I don't know if you would tend to say slower, but you know, I see most of these kids getting offers their freshman, sophomore year. We all know how that really works out. But so I started getting offers after my junior season ended. I uh, January, I had got Colorado, and that's when I started to, like, take it off. So I, you know, Pac-12, I don't know if you guys seen or, seen it or, like, read up on it, but, you know, Pac-12 offers, Mountain West offers, all started to flow in and everything. And just really, I went to a lot of these schools. I'm, I'm pretty sure I went to all my offer schools. So went there, uh, checked everything out, and then just just communication with the coaches because that's the big part about it. Like, you can't just go to a place just to play football. The communication with the coaches, the campus, what they have to offer at the campus, you know, do you see yourself fitting in that lifestyle every day? That's, like, what it ultimately came down to. And just Coach Hoke reaching out to me all the time, you know, talking to me. It's just it – just, that communication part was just amazing to me. So – um, ultimately, well, my decision with them too was really that their 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 mindset on their defense and how they play their defense. Because watching my film and like just don't, knowing how I play, I I play super aggressive. You know, run to the ball. You know, I'm I'm really like just that aggressive player. And so that um that build with the three safeties, that's really what I was doing in high school too. So it's just perfect for me. And I was like, ah, I was like, okay, this this got to be home. And plus, I'm a city guy too, so. Being in San Diego, it's like I always wanted to be by the beach and everything. So being in San Diego is really, is really like a benefit of a plus for me. It's incredible, man. Take us a little bit through those visits you were talking about. Um, unofficial in March, and then this last month you did your official visit. Who who was your host, and just what are some of the highlights that you remember from either one of those visits? Yeah, so um, in March during we went down there, kind of like a seven on seven team. We went down there, checked everything out during the spring. Uh, at that time, though, because the coaches were busy and everything, so I didn't really get to talk to the coaches like that. So it was more just us talking to the recruiting guys, just going through that process with them. So we did that shortly, like maybe a couple of weeks after they had offered me. And so I was like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Then they're on my radar now for men. And then official visit time came because I, I wanted to take an official earlier, but they're like, y'all, you should just wait until we're done, until everything like those seasons are uh, done. So you can come up, we can be around you much more. The players can be around you. So I was like, okay, I waited. So December went. Uh, it was just, it was a great time, honestly. Like, I really got to see everything that they had to offer there and just really solidified my uh, decision on signing to San Diego. Like, my host was Eric Butler. Okay, but the, the host part, too, is funny because it's like you have a host, but then 
everyone just comes together and you're just all with each other. So I was with Eric Butler. If you guys know Dez, um, I was with Max Garrison, uh, Isaiah. And that's really the three, three people that we were all surrounded by. Well, that I was surrounded by. And yeah, like they just, I asked them questions about, you know, just what is, what is it like to be an Aztec at the school? Like your day-to-day life, how, how does it feel to, you know, be away from home, stuff like that. Just to, general questions that any, you know, incoming freshman would have. And just what really stood out to me, though, too, was just how, like, family-oriented they are, like, how much, like, how caring they are about their their players. Like, we got to talk to the um, the student, like, the, what are they, I don't know what they're called, but, like, their student, um, like, counselors, kind of, counselors, I would say that, like, kind of like counselors. And so we got to talk to them, like, they're super caring about, like, trying to grow their players as a man. And just not as a football player, so that that's what really honestly stood out to me. Yeah, we 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 had the opportunity to talk with Eric and and with Max, and that definitely came, comes across. We even actually had uh, Max's mom on on the podcast for for Mother's Day last year. So you know, Lisa is a, always always checking it out, man. So if you're listening, Lisa, you're you're you're, you're left a good impression. But you were invited and you attended the uh, the, the opening game at Snapdragon. That was not a cold day. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was what? Is, what is your rumors of Snapdragon and, and just that day? My first mistake was thinking, "Oh, this is going to be 102 degrees. That's nothing. I'm, I'm used to 102 degrees in the summer." I was like, "I'm gonna wear a gray shirt. You know, nothing's gonna happen." Next thing you know, my gray shirt is a black shirt, dark black, I mean, dark gray shirt. Like, man, when I tell you, it was hot. It was hot, but I knew, I knew, I knew it was my mistake, but. It was honestly a good time, though. Like, seeing the, st- the stadium and everything was a good time. It's just unfortunate that it was super hot, but I knew it's the hottest day in San Diego in history, but it was still it was still really a good time. You, it was super uh, hot. It was super hot, and they didn't give us any of our rent money back. <laughs> I'm just saying. You uh, were a four-year starter at Citrus Valley High School. Uh, this past season, you were co-defensive player of the year, first-team all-league, first-team all-Inland Empire. You know, for people that have not seen some of your high school film, how would you describe your playing style in your game? For me, I'll describe my playing style in my game. I'm just very, I'm very fast to the ball. I'm very, like, football like football IQ. Like, I know the way I study film and everything, it's just that's what gets me to these plays. You know, I'm day in, day out with my, my defensive coordinator, Coach Tess. If you ever watched this, shout out to you. You've got me through a lot, but... It's just um, that film study and then just having that that will of, like, I'm never, like, every single play, I'm going 100% no matter what. I don't care what's happening, how tired I am, I'm going 100%. Like, I can do, I can play the run, I play man, I can play a zone, I can play the deep. It's just, I'm just the all-around player on the field, on defense. You, you played on multiple special teams units as well. Uh, return kicks, I think you averaged almost 25 yards per return. Uh, your highlights show a blocked field goal. Why was it so important for you to contribute that way? How do you think that will help you as you come to San Diego State? Um, for me, especially uh, <laughs> the special teams uh, coach, Coach was it Coach Deacon? Yeah, he really loved that I was on special teams and doing doing what I do on special teams. Like even my head coaches at the beginning of the year, he said we need to put our best players on special teams. And just honestly, playing special teams is probably the fastest way to get on the field as a freshman. And so me being able to do that is just really going to help me 
you know, show what my skill set and what I can do on the field against these college players in the next level. So, yeah, I think it was really a good opportunity for me to showcase what I can do um, on my film with special teams. Yeah, Max Garrison is the prime example. He was a, a kicker. He was a secondary kicker, turner, and he did his pump block for most of the season. That's the way he got on the field as a true freshman. Yep. Uh, we saw that on, on Twitter that you run a 4-4-2 40-yard, did last spring. Um, you know, t- typically slow corners play safety. <laughs> but there, there, there's nothing slow about, about your game. So, so tell us about, about speed and, and how you utilize that, you know, from that safety position. Yeah, so especially with speed, too, my dad really got dialed in that speed is, like, one of the main things you need to have on the field. Without speed, especially playing as a DB, like, speed is really key. So I use my speed to get to where these players are want, like, want to go before them. So, like, on a run play, I see the run play. I've seen it on film many times. So I'm going to get to the, I'm going to speed, you know, go ahead and use my speed to get to where that um, player is going or just use my speed to just interrupt the play or, you know, recovering from um, like someone runs by me, I can recover easily. It's just, I can use my speed to run across the field and you get a, a PBU easily. It's just my speed just like makes me all around, like I said, all around player. So uh, one, one of the, you were, you were a first team all in an empire performer and you were joined on that team with Jordan Napier who is also a San Diego State signee. You already went through the secondary room that you're going to be walking into and how great they made you feel on your official visit. But how do you know um, Jordan? And, and what, what are just more thoughts that you have about, about joining the, the safety room uh, with Coach Hoke and, and uh, San Diego State? Yeah, so actually me and Jordan played 7-on-7 seven seven together last year. And so ever since then, we've been you know talking and everything. Our schools actually play each other in um, – for our our scrimmage every single year so you know we're we connect like we talk um here and there all the time talk about you know coming to the school and everything but yeah um just walk into that safety room uh you know with uh what's his name uh mcmore's coming back and everything it's really like not a problem for me like i get to learn from someone that's potentially going to the nfl too so it's like it's really great for me uh to come in and learn especially with coach hope when i was in the on my official visit we're going over film you can really tell that he's knowledgeable, like what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about. And if you just listen to him, like he's going to get you to where you want to go. And it's just, I don't know. It's like, it's great for me to be able to walk in that position with uh, these older people playing already and get to learn from them. And just, I just want to put my head down and just work and get on the field. My my favorite thing about Kyle is, you know, you'll be at practice and you're hearing all these big voices, you know, Coach Maddox has the loudest voice of anyone that's there. You hear pleases. Kyle Hoke actually says, please, go over here, please. Do that a little better, please. And it's just, it's the funniest thing that just doesn't fit. But even on the football field, that man's polite. And it just it stands out. It's a cool thing. Um, on signing day, uh, you retweeted San Diego State's tweet or release. And you said, see you in January. So does that mean you're uh, graduating high school early and enrolling for the spring? Is that fair to assume? Yes, sir. I actually um, got admitted to the school today, so I'll be there. Hey, all right. Yeah, they said the 16th or uh, 17th, which, whichever day, they'll tell me when I can come and move in. Do you know who you're uh, roommating up with? Yeah, they were telling me um, Marcus was going to, Marcus Radcliffe, he was going to be probably, if he's going early too, if he got everything done, then that's that'll be my roommate. 
Nice. So, so you're, you're heading in to, you know, winter conditioning and spring camp, you know, what are you focused on as you head into spring camp and coming out of it so you can be as ready as you can for the fall? Uh, what I'm really focusing on too is uh, just my conditioning. Cause I know that the speed from high school to college is completely different. It's, it's a go, 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 go all the time. There's no time for breaks, no time for any of that. So I'm really focusing on that, getting my endurance up, my conditioning, and just learning that playbook because that playbook is key for me. If I learn that playbook and know what I'm doing on the field so I don't have to think about what I'm doing, I can just be able to go out there and just play. That's really going to help me in um, going into spring ball. The Essex run, you know, the vaunted 335, utilizing three safeties. You already mentioned that that was something you did in high school. Um, but could you just take us through, you know, maybe some of the different ways the coaching staff um, has spoken to you about how you might be utilized uh, with the Aztecs. Yeah, so <laughs> it's funny too because I would I would ask them, "Where do you guys see me playing?" And they would just you know do their little laughing, like honestly with you, you could play all three safety spots. We don't know, like we. That's why when I get there, they really want to see like where where my skill set best would uh, be. So mainly thinking though as the Aztec position because of what my film has shown, but ultimately they're thinking I could do any of the three on the field. Uh, like a lot of D1 players in your high school film, you, you know, you're the best defender on the field. Mm-hmm. And a lot of coaches are smart, and they're going to put their best defender in the field and let them read and react, right? What, what's going on? Diagnose the play and go figure it out. But that's not necessarily the way that the college game works, right? It's, 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 it's harder to be. You just you, you, you can't do it like that. What, what are, from your perspective, what's just, I guess, some of the changes for like the safety role versus what you did in high school? Uh, for changes for me, honestly, it's really more of like I said, what I was doing more this year is more of that film study and knowing like what you're actually supposed to be doing and what you're looking for, key hints and what um, is going on in the game. And no, really knowing, you know, all those, all those, uh, like my, when I said hints. So, that's what I really was working on too with my defensive coordinator this year because I knew I'm going to college. I need to like change my game from just read and react into actually understanding the game and knowing what's happening, why it's happening. That's what I think is the honestly the biggest jump from from high school to college is just understanding what is actually happening in the game. You know, there's the hot topic in college football is conference realignment, right? San Diego State is a big part of that. Rumors about the Pac-12, rumors about the Big 12. Do you pay attention to that? I know you said you had Pac-12 offers. And you know what are your thoughts on that potentially be playing in the Pac-12 in 2024? Uh, honestly, my thoughts on that is I'm really excited for that because I knew I could have played, you know, Washington State, Oregon State, it, like schools like that, Arizona. But to be honest, it's just you have to do what's best for you. And that wasn't best for me, at, um, you know, family-wise, me personally-wise. And so just being able to go, especially all the schools that, you know, passed up on offering me, like a UCLA, Oregon, um, I've had talks with them multiple times and they just were fell short on offering me. So just being able to go into the Pac-12 and show them like you've missed out on an opportunity, a great opportunity. And that's just I'm just really excited for that. To be honest, if we go into the Pac-12, it's just really excited to, you know, play against those teams that, you know, doubted or uh, just overlooked you absolutely i saw in your bio you also played basketball in high school that seems to be a heavy recurring theme with a lot of aztec uh commits you know everybody seems like yeah yeah i think i think 
they should they should be able to film like a game or something, man. I mean, that's yeah. Good, you know. I'm, I mean, they call me a little young LeBron on the court, you know, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, I was going to say, what position did you play and how would you describe your game? But it seems like a young LeBron. You pretty much no said. <laughs> no said right there. You know, we was at the, um, on my official visit, we're talking about the, the little pickup games they be having. They, I was telling them we can go on the court right now, but, you know, they were here for that. But, you know, I'm going to be out there in January, so I can give them a little buckets anytime. <laughs> it is. So just, you know, besides being a young LeBron, we like to let Aztec fans get to know you a little bit better, ask you some rapid-fire questions, non-football related. You ready for those? Let's get it. All right. What's your favorite food? Favorite food is sushi. Sushi. Tell me how you like sushi. I, I started getting into sashimi, but I don't really okay. know. So I'm more of a, you know, a tiger roll, volcano roll, all those extravagant, you know, rolls that they be having. All right. So you got your favorite roll in front of you, right? What happens next? What happens next? Uh, you know, I try to use the chopsticks. Chopsticks okay. don't. Chopsticks go down, and I use my hands. And, <laughs> and I have to use my hands because I, I still don't know how to use chopsticks. It's been many years, but this is going to be gone in a couple seconds, and I'm going to have to I'm, keep I, Ginger, wasabi, soy sauce? Honestly, I did not like ginger for the longest time, but ginger is starting to put the little ginger on the, on the sushi and eat it. Yeah. I don't Combination, it was pretty good. So I'm starting to like it. There you go. Sabi's so, yeah. no like how it feels going down my throat. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely an acquired thing. Uh, what's your favorite movie or TV show? Uh favorite movies probably Equalizer or John Wick. It's just I don't know, like those action movies, or just how they you know go out. It's just I, I love it. Is that like an alter ego thing for you? Uh, probably, honestly, now you're saying that, probably, because <laughs> <laughs> it's the intimidating people, you know, of the fight scenes and all that. I love to watch it. Nice, man. How are your favorite musical artists or group? Uh, favorite musical, I would have to say, okay, top three, probably be, uh, The Baby, 21 Savage, and Drake. Actually, I have to throw Rod Wave into there, you know, when I'm. You know, just thinking about life. No, that's 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 a good Mount Rushmore right there. Those are those are very popular answers that we've heard from a lot of the players. So you'll fit in. Hey. By the way, what's your uh, favorite professional athlete? Uh, favorite professional athletes, I'd probably say Marshawn Lynch, uh, Cam Chancellor, and uh, I would think Jamal Adams. But Marsh Marshawn Lynch and Cam Chancellor are my two favorite. Are you a Seahawks fan then? Oh, yeah. right. Was funny. I was blanking on my bed on on my bed right now, but I'm not not a Seahawks fan. I'm I just love those players. Actually, let me say when they won the Super Bowl when I was little, I, I forget what year it was. I was a bandwagon, so you know I was like, let me let me go ahead and be a Seahawks fan. But I'm I'm a I'm a Raiders fan down to heart. So yeah, but yeah, third Marshawn Lynch. I think we've all seen the you know, the interview. Where he was, where you're saying it over and over and over, like just his his uh, mindset of playing the game. It's just him and Cam Chancellor, just the way that they play the game is so aggressive, and that's just how I try to model my game after. So that's really why they're my my two favorite players. Terrific. Uh, how about your favorite hobbies? Uh, my two favorite hobbies are probably cooking and um, just going. I used to love going outside and just doing stuff, riding bikes, go hiking, stuff like that. 
yeah, those are probably my cooking. Most definitely my, my favorite one. Okay, what are your dishes, man? Man, what do you like to eat? Like, I'm just... No, what do you like to cook? That's the question. <laughs> so, me probably... Um, I'm a real big breakfast guy, so I'll cook anything you want for breakfast. Um, I'm there. I was, I was funny because I was like, man, if football, if I was ever playing football, I would probably make my own breakfast spot. Uh, just breakfast, you know, the pancakes, stuff like that. Dishes-wise, like dinner-wise, um, I'm really like a Southern guy, so, I, you know, I'll make like fried chicken, stuff like that. You know, I'll, I can make some wings. All right. All right. We had uh, Talib Salahuddin on our last episode. He's the Juco defensive line transfer to San Diego State. He said cooking, and I think he said jambalaya, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that, you may have that to look forward to. You know, if he shares with anyone outside the defensive line, though. I know. Well, but he's on, you know what? He, but the thing is, the thing is, is, uh, you know, he's not a def- he's not an offensive player. So, you know, it might be all yeah. right. But uh, how, how, does, how does a young man like yourself get into cooking? Um, actually, my dad cooks almost probably every single day. So there you go. So just to now, I'm always watching in the kitchen, watching him cook and everything. Just he's he's taught me taught me a lot and um cooking wise. That's awesome, man. And uh, what what are you thinking about as far as your major at state or you know area of study or some things that you're interested interested in from an academic standpoint? Uh, so most definitely, I want to go into business marketing. Like I really fell in love with it. You know, just re- recruiting. Wise from you know having a Twitter account posting on social media like that aspect of it. If you really think about it, it's like you're marketing yourself. Mm-hmm. So just you know all the tweets and everything, having to put videos out, making highlight tapes. I really fell in love with that, like just that marketing aspect. You know, and it's nothing to do with the numbers and the statistics and all that, but just on that aspect, you know, recruiting. I mean, you know, publishing yourself out there. I really fell in love with that. That's why I really want to go into business marketing. Well, I, I don't know what you're going to be selling, but I, I want to buy it. You did an incredible, incredible, I mean, it is a phenomenal interview, man. Great to meet you. Uh, good luck for, with everything that's going on with San Diego State. And as, as we go into the you know, fall camp and, and into the games, man, look forward to seeing you out there on the field. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you guys for having me on here. All right, Paul, uh, we chatted with Cody Moon, who's a New Mexico transfer linebacker, and Jelani McLaughlin, incoming freshman. Let's start with Cody. What were your main thoughts and takeaways from our chat with him? You know, I think his entire recruitment, I think that you definitely can see in every conference that that there is, you know, the upper echelon and then the lower echelon of, of a conference. And I think you saw it with Nevada, you know, having a great season and then their coach leaves and goes for a better job, but it's in conference, you know, yeah. and, and he goes over to Norvell, goes over to Colorado State. And, and, you know, I think that obviously Cody Moon was very respectful about UNM and about their, where they're going to be going and they're going to be successful and all of those things. But he also was very clear that he thinks that the, the level that he can be pushed at to play at a higher level is at San Diego State. and that's what San Diego State should be. And the fact that that is their reputation and that he, you know, sees that in them, I think, I think was, was a really special thing. And then, you know, you, you look around and, and I don't know what he thought his, you know, recruitment was going to be and things of that nature, but it seemed very clear that SDSU was the place he wanted to go. And the moment he got that offer, that's the reason he had a short recruiting visit, right? I mean, the window's still open. He could still be, soliciting offers, trying to figure things out. 
but it was like a couple of, you know, the F- FBS schools came and offered three of them that he was talking, he was paying attention to. But once that San Diego State won, he, he wanted to be in San Diego. And I think that uh, given his answers, that's very smart of him because it seems like his values as a football player is, is very much in line with what Coach Maddock wants his defense staff. Yeah, absolutely. The three three five, the transition from that from New Mexico to San Diego State just seems seamless. I, I think his story about how, hey, I can't afford college. Yeah, it's compelling. And I'll be a walk on, but if I don't get a scholarship after one year, I'm done. I'm done playing football. Imagine that. That a guy like that who becomes an all conference player as a in his second year of playing would have given it up. Because he couldn't afford being being a walk on for more than one year. That's incredible. Uh, it shows his work ethic. It shows that he put his mind to something and he and he accomplished it. You know, this year he was. I mean, as we said during the interview, like he was all over the field against San Diego State. Now San Diego State, you know, they put up a big, big, a lot of points that game, right? But it wasn't because Cody Moon wasn't doing his job. And with the, the departure of Caden and and Michael Shawcroft and Waka Waka. He's. I mean, imagine not having Cody Moon on this roster in 2023 and having mm-hmm. to fill so many spots with younger players who haven't played, who don't have the experience. And not to say those guys aren't talented and they wouldn't gain the experience as they were playing, but to plug in Cody Moon into that will spot that Shawcroft is depart- departed, uh, or maybe play him at Sam and have Cooper play the will, that versatility is really good too. So I. I'm excited to watch him and this defense because it was a much needed addition. I, I really appreciated his, I think, workmanlike mentality that I think is super clear that he's going to be bringing to the Aztecs. It seems like a guy who really knows who he is and understands that that he's going to have to kind of how he needs to play in order to be successful. That kind of, you call it football IQ, but it's really something else, you know. It, it, there's intelligence to being able to to play football and to to being to know who you are, your strengths, your limitations, and then to be able to excel on the field. And so it seems like he's got a really good grasp of that. And then I, I think that you have to the respect that he clearly has for Coach Long, and I, I think it is really really evident. And and I think you know again going back to what I said earlier, just about fitting the culture. You know, as a walk-on, as a person who's going to bet on himself, as a person who's just going to work, and that's what he wants to do, I think is is a credit that San Diego State, you know, was able to identify him as somebody that they wanted to bring in, um, who can, who you know, really fits the 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 team that that they're trying to be. And then I, I thought he was very gracious um, in the fact that there's confusion about how much eligibility he has. But yeah. he answered that. I, I thought that was very kind of him to say that he's not really sure. But then he goes on to say, "But I have to." Um, <laughs> but yeah. I, I just, thought, I just, you know. So that that's an interesting, interesting thing. And, and and you know, like I said, I still have yet to figure out any of that kind of stuff. Um, and then the last idea from him, uh, which is just you know, kind of becoming a common theme, conference realignment is is clearly part of the question. Um, sorry, part of the conversation that San Diego State's um, coaching staff. Is having with these players and and many of them are you know thinking and using the words if but also you know maybe a little bit more that there's an expectation that in 2024 they're they're going to be uh switching conferences which which is you know 
a tantalizing, amazing thing that that may come to fruition in the first um, quarter of 2023. He wants to play at the next level. He thinks San Diego State can help him get there. He wants to add weight and Coach Hall. That, that's you know his bread and butter, right? And so from when he gets to campus and starts school in January to when we potentially might see him on the practice field in late February, early March, yeah. we'll see where he, where where he does in that on that weight you know, gain process, because if he can add 10 to 15 pounds and keep his speed, keep his ability to to cover guys potentially across the middle or running back, tight ends, things like that, he's going to be a great player for the Aztecs and hopefully another all-conference season um, after 2023. Yeah, and, 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 you know, just another idea you reminded me of, you know, I was kind of saying it tongue-in-cheek if he still has wide receiver hands. I was saying that kind of, you know, it's kind of be funny about it, but that's something the Aztecs really need. You go back to just how many teams spread the ball out, what they're going to be asking their linebackers to do. You know, in the last couple of years, they have lost some of the best cover linebackers like in the school's history. Um, you know, think about Saguna Luby and his ability to be a safety, but then also as a you know weak side linebacker and now obviously doing that NFL. Um, I don't think it's any, you know, stretch to think that that Michael Shawcroft would absolutely have an NFL opportunity in the same vein as a Luby, but he was great in coverage and he was great in being able to 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 do space and and figuring out how to how to, you know, get in the right places in crossing routes. And so to have that in his game, you can't underestimate how important that can be, um, having linebackers who can play in space who, if a ball does get up in the air, can make a team pay, can, you know, all of those kinds of things. And so I, I was definitely doing it as a joke, but it, it is a skill. It is, a, it is an important skill that could allow him to, to move around maybe a little bit more than just playing on the line, you know, like he did exclusively at um, New Mexico. Let's uh, change to young LeBron. <laughs> I can I can tell he's going to be a fan favorite. Uh, really funny, articulate. Obviously, we we won't get to hear from him as a freshman because of the the San Diego State policy to not have freshmen uh, talk to media. But I, I I mean, what's not to love about him? His game, his attitude. He's you know you watch his film. We talked probably talked about it during this planning day episode. Like he's all over the field, mm-hmm. make plays. And I, I like, you know, we asked him what of the three roles he can play. And they said, we can put you anywhere. But, you know, the Aztec role might be tailor-made for him. He's got the size. He's got the speed. I mean, 4-4-2, 40-yard dash, that is, that is pretty good for a safety. That's pretty good for any football yeah. player. But I mean, how old was he in the spring? He was probably 17. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and he goes well, he into faster. 100%. I mean, he's, he doesn't have his grown man's size yeah. and strength yet. I mean, that's, that's, if he's at a 4.42 in high school, you know, that's in a few years, there's, there's, you know, every reason to believe that he'll be pushing, you know, world class speed with, with, during his time on the Mesa. Yep, absolutely. I agree. I, I think the part that just keeps jumping out to me is the number of, safeties that that san diego state brings in you know you can obviously see not that not that there won't be competition with sedarius barfield um devon celestine right kyron white i mean there's people up at the top of the depth chart that that 
you got to feel going into 2023 that safety is, you know, the deepest position on the defense or maybe that in cornerback or let's just say the secondary, right? Yeah. But you just see that all three of those guys are going to be gone, right? Um, Excelsior, I think it maybe has another year after that. Yeah. So two of the three will be gone. And there, there is going to be a competition for who gets to jump into that role um, in 2024. But I mean, just the number of, I mean, it's like, it's like Kyle Hoke is going to be able to have every different type of safety that he wants. If he wants like a, a shorter, more explosive kind of safety, right? You're going to have a guy like Max Garrison or Jelani, right? If you want a taller, rangier, you have Marcus Ratcliffe. You're going to have Eric Butler. Um, I mean, there's so many different ways that that they could line all of these safeties up. Josh Hunter is in that mix. I mean, there's just so many of them. It'll be really interesting to see uh, how all of that breaks down. the The beginning of the season, the first half of the season, especially, I think it really showed how important uh, that nickel safety is. It's the wrong word. I know they don't use that, but the field warrior is what they use. Um, but the but the third cornerback is essentially often, often what it is um, that, uh, you know, Trenton Thompson, who's playing, suiting up for, for the Giants, Tariq Thompson before that, and, and just what an important role that is to have that person who can cover someone in the slot because that's often the best player on the opposition. And they're bringing in so many different guys and they're going to try to find that person, right? They're going to try to find who is going to be able to, to, to do that skill. And so, you know, I, I think it's just amazing that with that depth, they're so attractive to all of these guys who could be playing at other schools. And, and, and you know, maybe it's a numbers game that there's three safety positions. So that's, the, you know, they just can use more. But it, it's, it's remarkable the, the, the depth and talent that they're bringing in. Yeah, and add to Jelani coming in in January and having kind of a leg up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mentioned Marcus Ratcliffe might as well. Yep. But, you know, we talked about it last year with Liu and Kyle uh, having that leg up, having that extra kind of half a season of, of conditioning. It, it matters. Cyrus, look at Cyrus. Look at Cyrus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it just it just matters. It, it, it is an yeah. important thing to do. But keep going. Well, I, I think that shows – you know, we talked about it like graduating high school early is not easy. No. It requires, you know, to do take extra classes, work harder, in, in addition to actually being a football player. Mm-hmm. And that I think shows his work ethic, uh, shows what he wants to become. I'm looking forward to seeing him out there in the spring. You know, uh, obviously the safeties are loaded, so we may not see him that much when it comes to some of the scrimmages, but. Yeah, he's there's a lot to like about Jelani. We'll see. We'll see where he ends up. Special teams. We talked about it with him. How he can play special teams. How Coach Deacon loved that about him. So you know, Deacon already has thoughts of where he could put Jelani on pump block, punt mm-hmm. return, mm-hmm. kick return, kickoff coverage. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him as a true freshman like Max Garrison playing special teams. No, I agree. And, and I, you know, I remember our conversations that we've had with coach Deacon and him going over that process. Like, how do you identify those guys? And that's the first thing that he said he would look at, right? What did they do in high school? Um, because if their coaches never took them off the field, right? If their coaches never took them off the field, that means they trusted them. 
we saw that with Max Garrison, right? We saw that he never left the field and he had to drink pickle juice and all those kinds of things because he, he, he took so many snaps. Um, and so I think that, that you do see that opportunity immediately there. Flip side of it is, I, I think it is very, very smart for him to also say, I get to watch Patrick McMorris prepare and play every single day. And the education that that can mean for his career, for him to like already know that and see that, I think is, is also pretty special and, 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 and good for him. You know, he has good size. You already mentioned the speed. Um, and, and the thing that I think is very evident about San Diego State is they're going to play the best player. And if that is McLaughlin, because I mean, that's why you come in. You don't, you don't come in early because you don't want to compete. And, and they're able, or any of these, these uh, you know, either redshirt freshman or sophomore, if they're able to push the other guys, they're going to be the ones that, that are playing. Um, you know, I think you saw it in the, in the bowl game where, where it was the, the freshman, the true freshman, listed as backup, as the backups there. And as much as the secondary is the place where there is the most depth, um, that depth brings competition. The, if it works out the way they hope it works out, they all, they all get a lot better because they're going to be playing against each other, competing against each other every workout, every single time that they do something, they're going to have the players around them. They're going to see, oh, this is what Patrick McMorris is doing. This is what Devon Celestine is doing. Oh, this is how Des Malone goes about his work. This is how Sedarius Barfoot, you know, you, the list goes on and on, right? I mean, no, tumbling. I mean, you just keep going. That competition should make them better. And I think with the corners as an example this year and the question marks that it was going into the season, I think you saw that. I think you saw them get better because of how all of them were playing with each other. And at the end of the season, Des Malone and Dallas Branch, you know, they were at different levels. And now Noah Avenger and Noah Tumblin um, are going to be fighting to to flip that. And they're going to go to the next level. And, and on and on it can go. And um, that's what you want, right? That's what you want because, you, because you know, if it does happen, San Diego State, you know, San Diego State is going to be replacing a bunch of people in 2024. But they, they can't they can't have a big drop off in production. Not at those positions. They're too vital for for their defense. Yep, well said. <clears throat> That's gonna do it for us. Thank you guys again, as always, for listening. We look forward to chatting with some of the other uh, incoming aspects in the near future. So look out for more episodes on that. Have a good night, and we'll talk to you guys next time. You are listening to the SDSU Football Podcast, presented by the East Village Times with your hosts, Andre Hagverdian and Paul Garrison. <laughs>